ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here. The night before the election, go out and vote, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow. If you haven't already, do if, it. If for some reason you were undecided until right now that you were going to vote, and you're like, what do these guys think? We think you should vote. So yeah, now, we think- now, that, now that we've told you that, you should go do it. Yeah, we we think you should vote. Uh, should go vote. I should look up like the polling times. I should have been prepared. I know Virginia opens at like six a.m. DC, I'm sure, opens right around the same time, uh, six seven a.m. But go vote tomorrow. DC, Maryland, Virginia, wherever you live in the United States, if you're eligible to vote, go do it. Go exercise your right. Ninety five percent of eligible MLS players are registered to vote. So so ninety five percent of MLS players can't be wrong. Um, so you should go vote. Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk soccer. We're not here to talk election. But we just wanted to to drop that in at the beginning of the show. Because we are on the eve of, of the American election, uh, John, some 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 good things and some bad things, uh, some somewhat good and bad things on the field, and uh, mostly bad off the field. I think is is how you can sum up last week for DC, right? <laughs> I don't think there's any <laughs> any positive spin. <laughs> that's probably fair. I think the only thing you could say positive about the thing that we're going to talk about that's bad is that it's done. I think. Yeah. I think they're not doing it anymore, so that's the one thing that's good about it. Yeah, we'll and we'll get about, to that. Yeah, let's talk about the uh, the on-the-field stuff that's been actually kind of great the last couple yeah. Of weeks. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's start with the uh, the game against Columbus, which happened on Wednesday. DC United getting a one nothing victory uh, over the Columbus crew. Um, a f- I, I don't want to call it – it's not a classic great result. In almost, it almost seemed to me a little bit – almost a regression sort of back and you know they're playing a better team too uh mind you they are playing a better team um it was but, Ash, it was ashton ball it was yeah. hashtag ashton ball <laughs> it was ashton ball it was it was it was very much a uh, ashton ball or i guess a sort of benny ball s type and we even saw the lineup too and we looked at it and we're like oh that's weird they got some some different things out there um they didn't generate a lot of chances i think their only shot on goal came from the goal um, if I if 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 I remember that correctly, had a lot, had a lot of shots, but they held uh, Columbus to 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 not many shots. Uh, to, uh, held them to shut out. To to uh, they they held Hamid had a clean sheet with no saves. Yeah. So that that will tell you about the game that Columbus had. But yeah, I think from the start we were looking at that lineup saying, I guess I guess Assad's on the wing again. I hope that's not yeah. true. Um, it turned out almost immediately within the game uh, they were playing very narrowly. So they were they were pretty much effectively in the middle of the field. Uh, Briant came back in after uh, after not after I think that was a suspension or was it an injury the the prior game the the game I, I'm not remembering now yeah. but he couldn't play the prior game yeah. uh, uh, O'Neill Fisher came in for Chris Doyatsim for his concussion and Rivas started alone up top um, which again I think when we saw that I don't think any of us were like oh this is uh, they're they're battening down the hatches and they kind of did but mm-hmm. but not in an altogetherly ugly and horrible way it felt like a it did not feel as dour as the statistics would would maybe make you think well the, there's just there's a clear you would look at the stats and you would look at the, the win you say oh that's like a classic benny ball type result like oh man they probably were just playing the most dire unintrusive awful soccer that that you could possibly imagine and it really wasn't a lot of that there was a lot of great movement um movement in the passing even the goal even though it came off a a deflection was some really nice work uh by Yamil Saad uh to to get the ball and to create the space Flores with I believe the he had a really nice flick uh to sort of create the space um uh create the space to do that um, so, you know, in, in, a certain sense, that was, that was, that was really good. 
uh, that, that was really good from DC. And, and apparently we're getting some audio complaints. Uh, we apologize, folks. We are we are working diligently to try to correct that. Um, so, you won't notice on the podcast. The podcast will actually sound probably pretty good. It'll sound better than it ever has, probably, yes. mostly. <laughs> so I, I think that's something I wanted to point out, though, about the first half is that um, DC's struggles so far this year have been a lot about inability to make to handle pressure, inability to quickly decide where the ball's going to go uh, when they get pressure. And the first half, they managed pressure really well. Um, they had really great decision-making with all their passing. Uh, and, and, and it was something that you want to see. They kept the ball. They didn't immediately hoof the ball. They didn't immediately pass the ball. Uh, they would actually work through defensive problems, which was great. And I think Columbus was really having to uh, account for that. In the first half, they really weren't able to stop them from moving the ball. They weren't able to really uh, you know, impose their will too much on the offensive side, but they were – they were better. That changed at the second half. Uh, Columbus had a, a much stronger bench than than DC had uh, that game. DC when, continues to be pretty injury injury uh, injury depleted. Yeah, when when you can bring uh, when you can bring uh, Darlington Nagby off the bench, uh, that's usually a pretty good a pretty good thing. And and to his credit, uh, I guess the the one biggest thing I, I got from this game. And the one nice sort of change of direction. I think it was Assad took a couple took a couple knocks. He was slow to get up on one. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, this sounds like a game. You know, I I, I want to see Moses Nyman out there. I want to see what he can do in this type of situation. And sure enough, he uh, Ashton made the sub and brought in Moses Nyman. But I mean, like you said, uh, we are what we are seeing is what I think. And we'll we'll, we'll talk. I'll maybe talk a little bit more about it in the next game, but. This was a game, again, where I, I think I remarked on Twitter. It's like we're finally seeing everything that was promised from. I, I'm going to I'm gonna say the three main players that we knew were going to play this year right up at the beginning of the year. That's, you know, Emil Assad, Julian Gressel, and and uh, Edison Flores. They are finally showing signs of of clicking, of, of actually playing good soccer, uh, of doing what was promised. Um, uh doing what was promised again we, we apologize for the audio issues uh, i'm sure our producer brian is diligently working to he is to fix that he is in in in, in the just imagine mad men where they there was seven thousand patch cables and they were trying to connect phone calls uh we're doing that from a digital perspective and again like like ted said that if uh, if it doesn't ever get better just listen to the podcast yeah um so more more information about the game um they almost, uh, Columbus almost tied the game. Uh, Moreno was actually situated on the goal line, saved the ball off the line, which is something that you love to see. You love to actually see people posted up on on the uh, on the far post on the goal line. Um, I thought Donovan Pines continues to be uh, very good, uh, much bet much more good than bad. I think mm-hmm. uh, the ratio is is evening out. I think before in the year it was maybe about seventy five twenty five good to bad, and now I'd say it's about ninety ten. Which is still not where he needs to be, but he does. I mean, it doesn't really matter right now. It's still it's about him getting reps. Uh, I think in this this game in particular, he was good until uh, there were maybe like I think about two or three passes where um, he just put it into sort of the the, the dangerous parts of the offensive quadrant <laughs> uh, that that led to led to opportunities. But again, as I told you before, clean sheet, no no saves. Uh, Columbus was not able to convert. But let's talk about the thing that mattered most about this game, other than the three points. The refereeing decisions, uh, and 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 one in particular that really yeah. caused uh, some chaos. Let's. I will. I will uh, open the floor to the the refereeing uh, <laughs> expert so, of the room here. So the the I'm 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 going to open with a movie reference. If you've ever um, if you've ever watched The Big Lebowski, 
in the scene where uh, I think Walter pulls a gun on the on the on uh, the the uh, objector. The uh, I think it was a it was supposed to be more of a hippie type character and. And he's, you know, remaining, he's like, you know, well, we, we made it to the finals. Like, you know, that was an important thing for me to do. And uh, the dude in the in the med goes, no, Walter, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Uh, that's kind of how I feel about that whole thing. Okay. So so to, to break it all down, kind of what, what we've been able to see, uh, Birnbaum picks up, a, picks up a knock, trainer's called, he has to go off the field. Perfectly fine. That's what happens. You see in the video, and, and I rolled it back just to watch it, you see in the video Birnbaum sitting on the end line. You see the referee um, point to him. And Birnbaum then come, runs on. About a few seconds later, he does sort of the wave on signal. Which, uh, from a perspective, I don't know how else a player, unless he was informed beforehand, if he was informed, you know, wait for me to wave you, to physically wave you on. You're pointing to him. He has, well, how else is he supposed to interpret that? Even if that's the case, yes. Coming on without the referee's permission is a yellow card. It's in the laws. It's written in the laws. But it is one of those laws that if a player is doing it to, you know, be involved in a play, if they jump onto the field to maybe get an attacking advantage or something like that, maybe you make that call. Maybe you give that yellow. Birnbaum is, I mean, sorry, Brilliant is not trying to do any of that. He is just trying to get back on the field so he can he can defend. So maybe you could say it's a little bit of an advantage, but it's not a, a clear advantage Columbus still have the ball. Uh, I think there's also some argument that whether he was waved on from the sideline, whether he had to come to the sideline. I, I think that's I think that's a law. Um, again, it's 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 it it is the equivalent of being pulled over for going two miles over the speeding limit and getting a, a thirty dollar fine or something like that. And it costs DC in the next game. I, I don't think there's any way you can you can scratch it. It costs them potentially the win. Um, We'll get to that game in a moment, but it's just, and he was doing that all game. There was like an incident where uh, I think there was a free kick that was called in a yellow card for Sorga. And then I think the Columbus player apparently touched it twice. Maybe he was moving it to get into another position. I mean, there was all kinds of those types of he things. He called an illegal throw in. Right yeah, he called that. an illegal throw in, uh, which I, I actually saw that on film. That was pretty egregious. Uh, and and you're, they're professionals, and sure, you but should know how to do a throw in. But. How often? I mean, I used to get that called on me and rec because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but I don't know. I, I feel like you don't see that call very often. I, was it so? Was it egregious to the point where you don't see that often? And it was so bad that you're like, well, I have to call this. This is... You're being ridiculous. And, and I think you're also setting a precedent when you, you know, card somebody for coming on that you have to now now you gotta call it all you gotta be stick you gotta be the, the stickler who's decided, gonna call everything. You decided how you're gonna call this game. Yeah. So you've got to stick with it now. I think that's fair. Yeah, so I mean and it you know, and that's another thing too. I mean, referees, I mean, most referees when we go to when I go to ref adult league games, I look at the suspensions, or we're supposed to. We're supposed to open the suspensions for the Central Virginia Soccer Association. We're supposed to look and see who's suspended. I am sure that every referee is provided. Here's a list of the players who you know are next yellow is theirs, and that and I mean that the idea of that is to you know change it, and it, it's just it's a very you know if if, if Birnbaum you know makes a has to foul to save a breakaway and earns a yellow that's different. I mean that it's it stinks that he's out, but that's different. This is just very very cheap. It puts him on edge for the rest of the game. It it has an impact on the game that I don't think you need to do. And I don't think maybe you're if you're being assessed, maybe the assessor brings it up, but 
I don't know. It's just it just seemed like a silly a silly thing to rule um, in in the game. So, um, and yeah. if if it not caused a suspension, we wouldn't care. But it did. It caused a suspension. If it was just like okay, that was weird and dumb, but we won. Who cares? Uh, unfortunately, it ruled Briant out of our next game, mm-hmm. which we're now going to talk about because I think we probably we probably gilded this lily here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the next game. Um... The next game uh, you have against New England, uh, sort of a uh, the I guess the other big news was that Julian Gressel was out, which is a shame. Out um, with a baby. With a baby, which is a, a shame from a DC perspective, not a shame from his perspective. Right. That is. That's, uh, by the way, congrats very good to him thing. and his wife. Congrats to I believe the baby's name is Sophie, which is a great yes. name. So congrats I'll, to them. I want to make it clear. I'm not I'm not upset about Brilliant being out. It's it's a very important thing that you should be. Ted a part is an of. antinatalist, so everybody <laughs> everybody get it. I am chat. not. I am not. I am not. Um, but it was. I saw that, and I'm like, oh man, that's gonna. You know, when you're in a must-win economy, oh man, it's gonna be harder now. Uh, but I mean, he's an offensive player, and the team actually played better. I mean, they were out there offensively, uh, playing playing better than they uh, than than, uh, than they even played last game. So maybe that's a sign. I don't know, but uh, probably probably not. But. Um, and then, of course, you have uh, Russell Canals playing center defense. Looks okay for the beginning of the game, and then, uh, of course, he gives it the penalty. But let, let, let's before we get that, let's talk about the good, which was going up to nothing. Um, this was this was a game where where I think Flores finally finally started to he, he's been sort of it, you're starting to see now now there's a, now there's I think a trajectory for him where you're starting to see him just get better and better, and it's kind of a shame that. We're like at the last game of the season, and you know maybe he has a, a breakout game, scores a hat trick, and, and everything. But uh, he he finally, I think this was this was a game. I think you can make an argument for him being man of the match, and he he, he looked was. like the he yeah he looked like the five million dollar player out there. Um, he, he literally was the man of the match, which is which is funny. <laughs> so it, it yeah. is it is good it is good. He was, I think, on the first goal it was, it was kind of wild because he had New England just dropped off him like completely. Yeah, it was a little bit in transition. They were sort of like. They just sort of back. They gave him a little bit of space, and he took advantage of it. He just he basically just scooped it up, uh, and put Yamil Assad in, and and Yamil could have missed that. Yeah, absolutely could have missed that. We've seen enough misses from from that from that angle and from that sort of setup uh, this season to know that that was possible. But he did not. He yeah. blasted it. He blasted it right through the hands of the keeper, and, and we went up one nothing in the twenty second minute. And that's an inch perfect ball. I am not sure he does that like two uh, a month ago. Like I think that's a ball. Maybe he whiffs, or it goes not where he wants it to go. Uh, that's a player that is starting to, I think, maybe show a little bit of joy uh, and and show a little bit of confidence, which is which is key. Um, so I I am very very happy to see that. That this was I've been waiting for this type of moment from him where we finally start to see. Okay, this is the guy we promised, and uh, really from all these players in the offensive part of the game. The defense has probably been the only thing that's been slightly decent for this team. Offensively, they've been a mess for so long. You know, a month ago, we were kind of going into this, you know, and we were all, I was, I was maybe a little bit more tepid on, on, on dumping Flores. Cause I'm like, we paid all this money for him. We might as well see this out. Uh, and we got him like on a, a five-year contract or something like that. Luckily we don't keep our old episodes up on the internet. So no one knows what I said <laughs> about the rest of the team. So moving on. So yeah, so after I got that, the receipts, my friend. Uh, I got I the receipts. Yeah, so then let's talk about the second goal. So yes. Griffin Yao scores uh, off of a scramble, off of a free kick in the 27th, in the pouring down rain. Starting to think, wow, it's been a while since we had a two goal lead, um, and yeah. I, it has been a really long while. Uh, I don't, 
the Jason Jason uh, uh, Anderson with the, had the had the time. It was too long. Basically, it was just like when we when we, we when we had a goal in the first half for the first time since September of last year or whatever the last that was. Um, it, it was bad, but uh, that did not last long. It, it, basically, in the amount of time everyone had to tweet, uh, "Oh my God, we have a two nothing lead." Uh, we no longer had a two nothing lead uh, with Canals conceding uh, a penalty that he should not have. I, I yeah. would say he it was not a uh, situation where I, I mean I think anything. It, there was it was too early in the game to make that sort of make that sort of challenge uh, in on goal. If they score, they score. It could have easily been a red, depending on how how it went, because it was, you know. At, in my opinion, it, it's it's. I guess the referee gave him a yellow, um, but in my opinion, it is not because of the direction and the distance from goal and Pines trailing. It is not, and I, I think Charlie Davies, I, I have to, I, I'm forced most of the time to watch the away broadcast, and Charlie Davies was annoying me. I heard very uh, negative comments about his, his I, uh, I, the whole time. I normally like Charlie Davies. I think he does. Uh, there's some sort of thing maybe he secretly has against DC for how that whole thing went, um, but, it, but it was, in my opinion, that's not... You, you, it, unless the referee gives it at that moment, then maybe there's a little bit of an argument. But you can't go to VR and tell me that's denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity. He's coming from the side. He's not direct on goal. His distance is at the very edge of the 18, and you have Pines trailing. So he's not at a good angle. It's it's it, it's so far from being – it's very much not Doxo. Um, so, so, yeah. Okay. So fine. Uh, uh, Hamid – I. I wrote down in the notes forces a save, but the, he hit the ball off the off the off the post. Uh, and then if you look at the replay, which I did a couple times, uh, I think Pines was angry at uh, Fl- uh, Flores for not sort of taking his defensive assignment after the shot, sort of covering up for potential rebounds. He didn't. The ball bounces right out to uh, Bushka, and he scores because he always scores against DC. Uh, and then it was two to one. Uh, which was bad. I think the vibe, the vibes were not good then. And then, unfortunately, very soon after that, I don't have the exact minute, 54th minute, uh, Canal scores an own goal on a ball that if it got through past him, it would have gone to no one uh, and resulted in no danger at all. So it's very unfortunate that that, that happened. Uh, and then we're even. I think that is, uh, yeah, we're even in the 54th. Uh, and then it just continues to get weird. Uh, Bunbury scores again, takes, takes, takes the revs up 3-2. Sort of, I think. I think the the good thing, I, you know, little tiny things like this. Bill Hamid hurries up, gets the ball out of the net, throws it to midfield. No heads dropping. Yeah. Uh, you would think, you know, this team has been through it, and then maybe they maybe they they will drop here because they this is more goals than they usually score. Uh, but they get right back into it. Rivas scores on uh, another Flores assist. And at this point, Rivas is is the starting striker. Yeah, he's, he's earned he's it. Earned he's it. earned it 100. percent He should be the out and out starter. He is. I mean, you talk about which one of the strike force has, has in my opinion, earned the right. And this is probably going to anger some people, but it's really only Rivas is the only person I, I really. If if Sorga, you know, if they decide, thanks but no thanks, Sorga, we're going to let you go. Obviously, Kamara is out at this point. He has done done very very little uh, to, to to earn his spot this year. Uh, maybe Jordi Reyna comes back. I don't know if we've seen enough of him. He, he's he was got an okay. option and it's expensive, so it uh, remains to be seen. 
it, maybe they can figure out a way to renegotiate that, get him at his current salary. I, I mean, I think this team is going to look – they're going to probably get into this next offseason and say, okay, we have Rivas as a – He, I mean, to be fair, he hasn't done much when he started, but off the bench he's been very good, and I think he's brought that sort of hold-up play. Uh, and he was uh, he was a, a beast on that goal, just held the ball, held up and did and you know fired the shot to to win the game. So that's those are all good things that you want to see with a guy who 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 is a who who of his style of play, um, him doing stuff like also that. another player that I definitely did not say we should definitely get rid of. So it's really yeah. good that no one ha- can listen to our old episodes. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the game did not end that way. A draw would have been, I think, fair. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, but it did not. It did not turn out that way. I think defensively, this is really where you're seeing Briant not uh, uh, not being there affecting them. Uh, Canals was not settled the entire game. Uh, he's out of position. I mean, position. and you also have you have arguably Perez out of position too, out on the left. So I mean, it's it's it, two of your four defenders are not in their natural position, and and it it's problems. not. Yeah, it caused problems, and it's. It stinks. I mean, if Brilliant's out there, uh, I think you would you would maybe have an argument. He doesn't, you know, make that foul. He doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't get the own goal. And, you know, nothing against Canals. He did the best he could, I thought, playing that position. He just had a couple unfortunate plays that will get magnified. Uh, but that, again, that he can, you know, he you can say it's not his position. So, um, I mean, have a number of saves. Yeah, uh, that were goal of the goal, save of the week. No, you don't normally see that in a game where you concede four goals, where you're, where you're talking about the goalie and saying, pretty good job. Uh, but he was really left out to dry on at least two of those goals, and really three of those goals. Um, and, uh, the Teal Bunbury scores again. I, I, I think he's now C, he's now CJ Sapong level uh, <laughs> bogey bogey player for DC United. But the the if you watch that, Hamid made an amazing save. For, like it looked like going and it looked like it was going to score off the initial. I forget who took it first, but he made a great save. Ball goes back to Bunbury. All defenders had gotten back. There were three defenders back, uh, three of two of them on the line. He just puts it where they weren't, and then that, that was it. That was the game. I think it was 80, 85th, 86th minute, uh, and then that was just. I think they were just out of comeback at that point. They they had they had they had rolled their luck. The Rivas goal was the was it was the, <laughs> the both barrels of luck, uh, and then they were out. And unfortunately, uh, they they could not uh, tie the game again. So that puts us, I believe, in. Uh, Second to last place. I don't really yeah. have. I don't have the standings up. I think that's. I think that's correct. Uh, there are. I think that the path to the playoffs now requires a whole bunch of chicanery. Uh, it requires a win against Montreal and then like four other teams to lose. I Basically, think. everybody. Everybody who is in in still fighting for a spot has to lose, uh, which. It basically happened uh, last week or or draw. I think some probably because it's points per game. If you draw at this point you're going to drop down a little bit. So it's it's no longer like a points thing. It's always a points per game thing. We'll see. I mean, Chicago's got a game Wednesday. Uh, Minnesota, I think, had some positive COVID cases. We'll see if that game happens. If it doesn't, that might be a benefit to D.C. because it's one less opportunity for Chicago to to sort of gain gain points. The but, COVID advantage. This is, yeah. uh, we're getting really into it now, the game game theory. Uh, it's, yeah. I, I think that there's – if you remember, there was a, a, a game against Montreal in the MLS's back tournament where I believe we had to beat them to advance, uh, and we did not. And we all Different. thought that we would. <laughs> so this is, this is, this is going to be an, an opportunity to exercise the demons there a little bit. And even if, you know, we have talked about it now ad nauseum, about the playoffs and about what it means and about what it doesn't mean, uh, I would like them to win. And, and if they don't get in the playoffs, then oh well, who cares? 
It doesn't really matter. We all feel about a hundred times better now than we did three weeks ago. And, and that's really that that when when Ben Olsen was let go, I was like, okay, we got a few games left. You know, let's see if, if a new coach can come in or anybody can come in. And and I was curious what if Chad Ashton would just do what Ben was doing or if he would try his own thing. Um, you know, I, I I think what he has done well, and I, I don't know if this means I, I think short of him, even if he makes the playoffs and they they're one and out, I don't think he gets a job. I think he needs to make the playoffs and go on a run before this team says, okay, maybe he's earned it. Um, but what he has done is 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 he's he's doing actually what Dominic Kinnear is doing now in L.A. and that was said, which is let's keep it simple. Let's just go back to basics. Let's put guys in natural positions when we can. Um, even though I guess you could make an argument why Shoreberg wasn't starting instead of Canals because they did have a central defender who's he's on the bench. So he, I think, is bad enough that Canals is better out of position. <laughs> I think is the deal. It's probably it's probably a game he hasn't played. He hasn't played at all, so it's probably a game fitness thing too. Um, but uh, but you know, I, I mean, this is this is I think the reason that things have gone well is because. What Chad Ashton is doing, he's not trying to come up with some convoluted 3-5-2. He's playing very simple formations. He's putting guys in position and telling them to play naturally. Um, and, and that can make a difference in a team that's been basically run into the ground with different formations. Now, you want a coach that comes in and maybe can do a tactical adjustment that actually works and actually fits a team and implements a style. Um, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, I think right now... The only, there, there, there was a list of maybe nine or ten players that we were like, I don't know if I want him back next year with how things have looked. That list is now down to like maybe one or two um, of guys we know we definitely don't want back next year, or we want to we want the team to get a significant improvement on them. Um, Ola Kamara is one of them. He's been he's been bad. Uh, you know, Schroenberg obviously has been pretty much a non-factor, but I mean, everybody else, I mean, I, I, I could, I, there's an, a legitimate argument to keep them around. You know, Sorga hasn't been as good. I'm still kind of down on him, but he's young. So he's maybe worth seeing how he grows. So. Step one will be to fill all of the available roster spots this year. Yeah, that will be, I, I, you know, that's going to be well, a, uh, a, a, a not negotiable <laughs> element. We didn't do that this year. We left three roster spots available at the start of the year. No more of that. Yeah, we need the depth clearly. Yeah, well, I mean, and and the team has uh, the biggest argument. The biggest thing against Ben was that he never played, he never played his young players, and then he got forced into it. And now Chad Ashton is forced into it as well. And we can see when things. I mean, we have now, we have homegrown scoring goals in league games, which I which was not happening probably since the Andy Nahar days. True, but if you look at if you look at Ashton's, uh, we had an echo there. If you look at Ashton's uh, lineups. For, for most of his games, he has kept the young guys on the bench. Yeah. Uh, w- except for when he's absolutely had to this time. So he's got that sort of Ben impulse about him here. I think he's one that has the trusted hands. But he's at the very least subbing them in. Sure. I mean, there were times there were guys that were on the 18 that were basically wasting away because they were not making the field. Yep. Uh, Griffin Yow, I can remember, sitting on the bench. Never got a call. Never got onto the field. Now, again, you only have three subs. You got five subs now. It's a little, um, uh, little different. Um, but I mean, from every, from every perspective, I mean, that, that is, that is something that I think this team, any coach coming in is, is I think DC should say, what do you think of our young guys and what's your plan for them? Like, what would be your plan for them? Would you, do you think they are worthy of starting? You know, what, you know, what, 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 what's your opinion of them? And I would, that would be a heavy question where I would, I would base whether they get hired or not on how they answer that question, because 
if you're looking at this team right now, we're going to talk about it next about how strapped for cash are. This is how you can get out of that is by selling homegrowns. And if these guys, if Yao and Nyman, obviously I want them here for at least a little longer. I, I want them to become regular starters and regular players and contributors and, and then maybe make that big payday. Uh, but if you're talking about a, a team trying to get cash and, and get out of sort of a um, – get out of the, the funk they're in financially. Selling players is how you do it nor in the normal market. And MLS has said that for years. They want to be a selling league. This is how you do it. Yeah, I think I think the, Pablo had a tweet before. I think he tweeted at 2 nothing that Chad Ashton has earned the right to to potentially get a one-year contract next year. I, I, I said that there's a, there's a logic to that in that if we think that the team is not going to have any money to buy, any players invest off the field, increase scouting that in itself and and you know that's entirely possible because it is i think 95 percent likely that this team is not going to have fans in the stadium next year either um at least yeah. for you know the great majority of the year and i would say probably the entire season um so money money is going to be a problem once again and we're going to talk about some of the effects of what that has wrought on this team here in about a minute uh but i think if that is the case uh it may make sense to wait on the revolution of, uh, of DC United until you know that you're going to have some income coming in. You can actually afford to make the changes that everyone knows we need to make. And if that's the case and Chad has everybody playing and believing um, the, uh, with the group that we've got now, one year doesn't sound insane. That's a question. I wouldn't sign into a three-year deal. But. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it would be. And you know, I, I'm, just, does Chad Ashton even want that one year deal? Was he yes. like, ah, oh, you know, forget? <laughs> yes, he does. Chad yeah. will take that. I think because I think it, uh, other than that, I don't. You know, when you've been an assistant that long, with he, I don't think he's uh, Dave Sarakin. I think yeah. I think I think this would be it, and then he would go be an assistant somewhere else. So a chance to be a full season a head coach, I bet he would take it. Well, yeah, and, and I guess my only thing is that I I approve of what Chad is doing. He's doing the right thing. The question can be, okay, he gets a full off season. Can he, you know, build? Because I mean, eventually, I mean, you're playing simply right now. Mm-hmm. Teams get tape on you, and they can, even, and a good system can easily break down what DC's doing right now. Sure. In fact, I would argue Columbus has come the closest to breaking them down. Um, sort of what they've been able to do, um, and and, obvi- and, and arguably, <laughs> arguably, New England did as well. Uh, though I think that had it seemed to me it had more to do with with how um, with how they're playing. But when you play very simply, you know, you can teams get good enough they can break it down. Um, so I, I would I would be I would be maybe against I, I think this team needs some someone fresh coming in a fresh idea some, something different um, and so I, I think and I I don't think you would waste so much time interviewing all these candidates just oh we're gonna go with Chad um, we would be hearing nothing about like who they're interviewing or who they're who they're talking to or or it would um, be it would be anticlimactic and I think there would be a overwhelmingly large amount of the fan base and people who have even heard of DC United who are unimpressed by that hire. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm just saying that there's some, there's a certain, a lot. There is, there is. Yeah. But I do, but there's also, if you, if you tell someone that's coming in, listen, here, here's our bank account number. Look at it. Look, this is, this is what the deal is. Like, uh, if you come here next year, you're largely going to have the same roster. Uh, the year after that, hopefully when we have some fans coming in and spending money, um, maybe it changes or, or it will change and we'll do this and we'll do that. But that's the only thing I can think that you might shortchange yourself. I think if you are forced to give a three-year deal or a two-year deal to a coach you don't actually really want, but who is willing to come into a no-growth, no-spend environment, 
there, there's, there's an argument against doing that. Like you shoot low because that's who, that's who wants that. That's who will take that. So anyway, I, we're going to have a lot of time to speculate on coach. I think that the, the, the idea is that they're going to hire by December. Yeah. That's the, that's the most recent. So let's, I think, we, I think we should move on to some other DC United off the field inform, uh, news uh, discoveries that have occurred uh, uh, that are I, a little less, that are a little, go ahead. I, I got to feel, I, I feel a little, I, I, okay, let me start with saying. What D, what DC did is is in my opinion is horrible and awful. Let's tell them what it is first before. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, so uh, I I don't I think that you will probably have it up. Yes, we will. Uh, an article by the Athletic, uh, by Pablo Maurer, uh, <laughs> discoverer of all bad things that DC United ever does and publisher of them. I'm sure they love him for that. Uh, but it, it appears that uh, DC United fired their security firm uh, for cause after an issue. In, in May or before May, uh, and I believe it cost a hundred thousand dollars a year. Was it a month? It was a hundred thousand month. Yeah, which is a lot of money. I mean, I don't yeah. know how much it costs to provide security for a stadium, but probably I guess that. I guess that's how much it costs. Um, uh, as a result, they they were asking, quote unquote, if we're not watching the video version, I'm doing air quotes. Uh, they were asking uh, team team employees to cover nighttime shifts. Uh, defending the Audi Field, right? reclaiming the rain, reclaiming they were they were they were protecting this house. Uh, at, now, to be to be clear, they were not walking around in 1920s style with a big flashlight, like swinging swinging a billy club. They were they were in a a room with cameras, uh, and they were asked to if they saw something happen to call the police, basically, and like lock themselves in like panic room, like Jodie Foster. Um, <laughs> There was a break-in in May, and a and a person was uh, in the stadium for I think they said six hours and hung out in Eagle Bank in Eagle Bank Arena. How they did not steal any MLS cups. How they did not run, maybe they ran around the field. They gotta have run around the field. If they didn't, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing there, uh, criminal. But anyway, uh, they asked. They asked. They were asking again. Quotes uh, staff to cover that because they knew this was the thing that pissed me off. I think. That they knew that their their jobs were they were under capacity. They were only doing fifty percent of their job. So because of that, they had the uh, capacity to earn their money by uh, being night being the night watchman uh, at at Audi Field. They have since changed that. Uh, they are no longer they are no longer doing that. They're also the I forget the guy the the rank of the guy I'd never heard of him before. Uh, the internal business person at DC United that was basically apologizing for the way that came across. I would say based on the email text that was released, there was no miscommunication. Like it was extremely clear that you will do this. And if you don't do this, you may not be back or you may be, you may be let go. You may be made redundant. Uh, that's the word to me. That's, that's the, the, I understand having to make do with, with less. I think lots of companies are doing that elsewhere. I think a lot of comments uh, on Pablo's article was like, at my job, that goes under duties as as assigned or duties <laughs> duties uh, as as discovered. That happens in the course of your job. You get more duties. Um, but I think the fact that they were strongly implying if you refuse to do this, we're going to, we're going to let you go. I think was a bad look. And I think from the start, this just looks bad. It looks bad. No no other team I would imagine is doing this particular thing. Well, and and that's what I was getting at. I, I maybe maybe there aren't teams out there that are doing that, but if you think there aren't some owners out there potentially in MLS who are maybe 
pulling something that is of the same scummy level, but because there is not the uh, access. I mean, D- DC is, I think, fortunate, maybe for us, maybe not so much for the for the fan base that we have Pablo Maurer and Stephen Goff. We have two highly dedicated writers for this team, people who work for big organizations. Yes, Pablo is now more of a national writer. He's not so much the beat on the DC beat, but he lives in DC and he has a lot of connections. Um, so uh, Brian is Brian is pointing out the timeline here. The day before they fired the firm was the break-in. So that was the incident. Yeah. So, so that, they were paying them $100,000 a month to not have this happen, and then they did. So it makes sense to fire them for cause there at that point. And, and I guess, you know, I, I read the article. Maybe maybe I'm jumping a little bit. But I think the whole volunteer part kind of gets to me. You're basically – were they – I hope I hope they were compensated no. for – Yeah, and that and – that, 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 see, that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. I don't. I mean, yes, it's not part of their job description. Um, but to say, oh, you're going to volunteer for the, I would. That that is completely. And you're not even going to pay them. You know, overtime. I I work at my job. I have an on call period. And and before it was actually not paid. Now it is paid. I get two dollars an hour basically while I'm on call, and you know that covers basically for the week. So that covers the time when I'm not at work. So I am compensated for that. Um, this should be the same. You should get paid to do something like this, or they should have hired somebody, put out a job. There are plenty of people in the DC area that probably lost their jobs that could use this income. Just you would have yeah, sit in ton- this room, sit in this room at night, uh, and watch these TVs, and that's your job. Pay them fifteen dollars an hour. You're already saving money over the hundreds of thousands, and you might even get like a, a more reputable secure someone from who did security at a mall who can pretty much do the same thing. I mean, you're, you're guarding a stadium, but I mean, basically the same thing. You call, you know, I, it just it it just it's embarrassing as a fan to support this team and to have stuff like this happen. It's embarrassing on just so many levels. Uh, to, to have this and it, it's just a bad look by the team. Um, I thought their I thought their Twitter response. I mean, I, I don't know who that came from. Their, their Twitter response was not great in my opinion. Um, they've corrected it, which is good. I'm sure they're not happy about it getting out. Um, I mean, it, companies companies are being forced to do things they wouldn't have otherwise done in this environment. I think it's important to 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 draw that out, and I think that. So I feel in that way bad about shaming them for having to make do in a different situation. However, I don't think it's just that we have really good investigative journalists and no other teams do, and that all of these things are always happening in other cities and we just don't hear about them. I think it's just there. there is a reputation about this team in the last 10 years uh, about the way that they do things, and, and, and this is confirmatory of that yeah. to a lot of fans. And it's it's upsetting as a, as a fan, as a guy who does a show about this. Um, you, you this didn't need to happen. Like this yeah. didn't need to happen. I, and I think if they did, they even if they treated their staff in a more compassionate way, and maybe made it say like, you know, say if I'm the SVP, I'm gonna do it one night. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna work through this. Everyone's gonna get a night. We'll make it fun. We'll buy pizza. Whatever. We'll do something. Businesses love to make tedious work fun by buying pizza. They could have done that, and then we would probably not be in this place. But they wrote an email like a jerk saying, if you don't do this, you're fired. And then that's they sort of got they got what they deserve from that from that perspective. And, and you're right. There, there's so many other ways they could have handled it. They could have said, you know, we're going to give extra compensation for doing this, you know, bonuses. You know, it's not mandatory. 
but you know we're gonna incentivize it in other ways. Yeah, and the money's not fair. Pizza, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, a free a free replica jersey or something. I don't know. I don't. But know. it's 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 highly and it also it raises questions about how financially secure is this team? Uh, if they are they fire their hundred they fire their hundred thousand dollars security team for for at cause. How it raises some serious questions about financial, what the financials of this team are. They are highly leveraged. There's still no building going on in the training facility um, that 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 I'm aware of. Maybe there's some COVID related restrictions to that. Uh, there there are a lot of questions, and I, I don't know. You know, you have this team, you know, saying, "Oh no, we're fine, Kevin Durant. We don't need investment." And then this types of stuff happens. You know, you I, make I a good know. point. This team has a hundred thousand dollars per month that they didn't think they were going to have after they fired this security system, so they certainly could have afforded to pay $15 an hour to somebody to watch the video. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Good point. So I, they lost one of the legs of the stool, of the excuse stool just fell off. I think the stool just fell down. Anyway, I think, I think, we've, I think, we've, I think, we, I think we gave them their, I think yeah. we gave them their business here. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens the rest of the year. Hope, hopefully, uh, wear masks, everybody, so we can go back to stadiums. I really want to. It would be yeah. great. Uh, so, uh, so we're just got some, some roundup, some news here. We were going to do some call in. We're going to skip it this week as we are, uh, uh, figuring out our new, our new sound that we're doing. But anyway, uh, Caesars, uh, the, the arm, the arm, the arm Jersey sponsor that you all have noticed the, what we thought was going to be the, the named sponsor of the, the sports book at Audi field, uh, is no longer, uh, FanDuel, the, the, the uh, the app and website that advertises on every channel nonstop forever, uh, who has promo codes for everybody, uh, is now going to be the 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 operator of the sports book. Now, uh, the cool part about this is that they had an out, according to the article from Steve Goff, uh, with Caesars for the year, uh, and then FanDuel gave them a better deal, and they were able to back out of that Caesars deal for more money. We love it when they can get more money. That's good. <laughs> so yeah. the fact that they were able to do this is, is the best case scenario. Even if you're not going to bet, who cares? It's still it's more money for the team, and, and that's. And, and they're going to get a cut of the uh, of the of the profits from the deal as well. So um, I'm gonna you know maybe maybe it's my way of supporting the team. I'm, I'm the sports book opens. I might go in and drop you know, ten bucks on DC and I winning MLS Cup every year. That might be like my like opening game like bet that i take is like just to go bet on them and then you know maybe eventually i win when no one expects it so you and a lot of um, people are going to make that bet i think that's going to be their big money maker yeah uh, that the sports book is <laughs> and i'm gonna fund the team so then the team gets better that's and then right. like then maybe they're like a five to one odds to win it's a, so. it's a it's a snake eating its own tail strategy of uh, yes. i like it um another thing that happened antonio bustamante you will remember him from his extremely brief dc united tenure where he was a homegrown signing and I believe played in two friendlies and then played in a few games and Loudon has signed with Nautico, which is a second division team in Brazil. Less exciting than the fact that he was starting for Bolivia, uh, the national team against Argentina, Brazil, uh, and, and I think playing 90 minutes in, in most of those games. So pretty awesome for him. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do. I don't think DC should be concerned they let him go. I think it's great that he found a place and and he's getting he's getting the opportunity. So it's it's great for that. Yeah, it, it's good to see him. It's good to see him still still out there playing. So um, I don't know. If, I don't know if like my I got the Latino sports package. I'll have to see if the Brazilian second division. I would is, say it, probably not. Probably <laughs> I mean, I, not. Probably not. I but. think that might be beyond. I, although I I also have now all of the channels. I think it's a, as a result of being uh, stuck in the house for probably 
according to Dr. Fauci, until the end of 2021, I decided I wanted to get all of the channels. So now I, I think I'm watching uh, the Argentinian League, Copa, <laughs> Copa Sudamericana, you name it. I have, I have, I think I was watching uh, the, Bol- no, it was like the Hungarian League or something was on a channel. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, sit down. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Never you got, enough you got soccer. Those. Not enough soccer. I, I keep trying to find like the Belgian. I know the Belgian leagues like on. I want to watch some some Chris Durkin, but I, I haven't been able to find them when they're. They only do like select games, and I'm still angry that ESPN is not um, is not doing uh, many of the Bundesliga two games. So I can't watch my two Bundesliga team right here. Which is a bummer because they have, I would assume, infinite spots on the app. Like I don't think it's like an actual physical space constraint. <laughs> It's it's a it's a I'm sure it's a streaming money thing. It's like you know they have a certain number of bandwidth they have, and you know they cost money to do bandwidth for probably just me in the United States watching them. To be honest, like just me, right? (laughs) But yeah, you. I mean, if there are any other FC Heidenheim fans who who know of a way I can watch, please hit hit up in the chats. Find out. Find out that's true. They are, they are a ugly, ugly team to watch. They are like they take Benny Ball to the extreme. Let me just say they are not a pretty team pretty soccer team they're they're a hard-working small market um Bundes, two bundesliga team so um yeah i guess that uh that'll do it this week uh that'll do it this week for you guys uh thank you all so so much for listening uh get out and vote tomorrow please uh stay you know stay close to loved ones regardless of what happens uh, i know there's a lot of anxiety about the election i know john and i are feeling it um my family's all feeling it so uh everybody stay safe uh, and we will catch you guys next week to wrap, wrap up the season or talk about playoffs, man. That's, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, Our f- and and as you're doing that, as you're voting, uh, another way you can vote is to go to patreon.com slash RFKRefugees uh, and support the show. Yeah. Uh, that's another way to vote. So Buy another, a sticker, too. We got a right. sticker. You know, you, you, want a, you want a voted sticker, you can get also an RFK Refugee sticker. They're sitting... Not not more. Oh, I can't, it's not working on my camera, but it's not more than two two feet away from me at any time. Uh, you can also get a sticker uh, for being an RK Refugees fan. So yeah, uh, yeah, do that well, and uh, yeah, that's that's I think that's the only thing we get to plug is uh, Patreon and go to the website and keep watching our show. Yeah, keep keep two apps on the website. We'll be we'll be. I keep I promised content last week, and uh, John and I's lives are crazy. I got time off this week, so I, I'll probably get some. Probably try to get at least one post out there um, when if I if I feel inspired. So thank you all so so much for listening. Apologies for the audio issues for those who, who listen on the live stream. Uh, we are we, we are working diligently to come up with some better ways to do this podcast and make it sound better. Um, so we will catch you guys next week. Uh, Bumble.